Hello and welcome to the Nightcap. This is your host, John Michael. Uh, this episode we have a little bit of a different run for the show. We're actually just going to dedicate it to one subject and that is Marvel's Infinity War that just came out. Hopefully everyone has seen it. If you have not, stop the podcast. Go see the movie. Turn it back on. We're going to dedicate everything. We're going to definitely have spoilers in there. We're going to talk about our least favorite, our most favorite predictions, and who's really dead. So if you didn't see the movie, you now know people died, and I apologize. But we're going to dedicate the whole show to that. We're going to get really in-depth. Uh, we're going to have Mike on the show. If you listen to the Pour Up podcast, you're pretty familiar with Mike Lake. He's a big Marvel fan. I'm a huge DC fan, but I'm actually a big fan of this movie. So I think you guys are going to be entertained. I think you guys are going to also find out some things about upcoming movies, some things about the movie that you wouldn't expect. And also you get me being critical about the movie, which apparently some people like and apparently some people hate. So hope you guys enjoy. As always, check out the Pour Up podcast as well. The Sammy Cakes episode is now up. So check it out. And as always, like, listen, follow the vision. Thank you, guys. Mike, hit the music. to the nightcap podcast this is normally where we do a five things you need to know but we're doing a special episode because it's a special week the avengers infinity war has just come out and if you know me personally you know that i'm a pretty big movie buff and i care a lot about these things and this is the largest crossover event in history according to the people at marvel and so we brought in a if you listen to the pour up podcast he is the the I guess the founder of the Pour Up Podcast, you could say it, Mike? I guess. <laughs> yeah, Mike is here with us. And, and Mike is indeed wearing a Marvel shirt right now, and I don't think it's an accident. I think he knew what he what he was planning when he picked the shirt out this morning. Come on, man. It was an accident. I got so many. Yeah, so he's wearing a Deadpool shirt. We're going to talk about which actually comes out in two weeks. Are you pumped for that? I am. Deadpool 2. DP, let's get it. I'm excited for my pause. Uh, I'm excited uh, for Deadpool as well, but this Marvel movie... First things first, give me your immediate reaction. Keep it brief. Tweet tweet level version. Tweet length version. 140 character version of what you thought of the movie. Well, uh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. That's pretty much all the way all 140 characters. Yeah. Did you know? <laughs> did you know or expect anything? Did you expect what you saw? Not at all. I, if anybody listening knows me and you do, I completely media blackout on everything because i don't want to know anything i want to genuinely like be surprised and be in the moment so every single thing that happened on screen was a surprise to me okay i have to say this i hmm tweet tweet length <laughs> yeah. tweet link i was worried at first i was brokenhearted at the end mm-hmm. and i'm excited as hell after the movie okay i I think that's what they intended you to be. So I'm excited. That's a nice little ebb and flow. Yeah. So I, first things first, least favorite thing about the movie. Let's start with the worst first. Of course. Worst first was at the beginning of the movie, 
after now, so I kind of viewed the movie as like three different movies all in one. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like Thor Ragnarok, the sequel, <laughs> like like what happened at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, at the end, that was kind of what I saw. I liked all of that. The Hulk fight, epic. Like the Hulk versus Thanos fight happened where I think people kind of got excited. Like, oh man, the th- the Hulk's throwing some yeah, blows. That's, that's somebody who yeah, can yeah, compete with. Yeah, him. somebody can compete with him, and then. The first punch Thanos threw, and he groaned, that was the Hulk's... The Hulk's been taking some L's. Yeah. Like, he got beat by Thor when <laughs> Thor realized his God of Thunder strength. Uh-huh. And then... In Ragnarok. Yeah, in Ragnarok. And then he got embarrassed. Like, he got hurt. He got knocked out cold it, by Thanos. And we'll get into why that's important. But after that, whenever it was, like, Tony Stark and uh, Doctor Strange kind of conversation... And then there was a couple of shots that kind of, like, I was really worried, man. I was really worried. There was some shots where I was like, oh, this kind of seems like Batman Forever-y, where you're getting too big and you're kind of looking cheesy on some of the shots you and stuff like that. You mean when they were in the street? Yeah, no, no, no. no the, not the street part. Like, the, the talking parts of, like, them chiming together and trying to explain who Thanos is, who are you, like, little quibby jokes about, like, oh, okay. Dr. Strange. You just mean the general dialogue. Yeah, yeah, the, ge- the general dialogue, I was worried at some points. There were also some camera angles with the Guardian of the Galaxy when they got off the plane to nowhere, and they, like, all got suited up, mm-hmm. and then they walked into nowhere. That was kind of like this shot that was up while they're walking down the stairs from the plane okay. into nowhere that I was like, oh, that looks really cheesy, and you can tell they're, in, they're actors in costumes, and it doesn't look like the Guardian. You know what I mean? It I, didn't look natural. I didn't recognize that myself. Um... I'll take your word for it. <laughs> the thing that you always want in superhero movies is for things to feel believable. Not believable, but you want to Immersive. when you look at them when you look at them, you don't want to say that's Chris Pratt, you want to say that's Star Lord. Exactly. You, when you look at Zoe Zaldana, you don't want to go that's Zoe Zaldana on a mm-hmm. bunch of green makeup. You want to say that's Gamora? Gamora. Gamora? Yeah, you want to say that's Gamora. I felt like there were certain points in the beginning where they kinda you it kinda like broke the fourth wall a little bit where you're like, ah oh, shit. Okay. I, like, I know that. I know what's happening. But that like that opening segment that you just mentioned, where there where there, you hear like subtly the sound of people screaming, mm-hmm. like and you build. hear yeah you hear the build up, and then you see them walk out and they don't go to the big bad they stay on the street mm-hmm. and Tony Stark almost gets hit by a car and then you continue yeah, that- and he and he goes hey you grab them, and then they move down the street and then it like you see terror and and like destruction happening, yep. that's War of the Worlds shit like. The, that's like alien invasion shit. That that's like, hey, this is let's stop the star, like to stop the the you know intergalactic superhero movie, and let's just make let's this feel like, feel like yeah, let's make yeah. this feel like a horror movie, like Jaws. Let's make it feel like War of the Worlds. Let's make this feel sci-fi yeah. misdirect where absolutely something's happening, but we're not looking at the thing. We're watching the reactions. Y- of yes, the I felt like there were some like somebody listened at Marvel to people like myself and critics who have been kind of bashing Marvel at. There just doesn't feel like there's real stakes here. It doesn't feel real because no one's really dying. Blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. And no, like, real people die. And real, like, when when cities get destroyed, people are in those buildings and people <laughs> are on the street and rubble falls on them and they die. Yeah. And like, it made it real. There's accountability for every action, even the good guy action. Yeah. And which they they kind of addressed that in uh with the accords. They yes. Were, they they loosely referenced it, but this movie showed us some of the terror, the fear, and the damage that happens peripherally if you will around like the main action so that was my least favorite what was your least favorite thing about the avengers um it's hard for me man i've I've been reading these comics since i was a kid and the little kid in me really does shine through when these movies come out um i think 
the pacing of it was a bit much. I think that has to do with the just the large size of the cast that they had to explain a lot to kind of get us into the like set up, set up, set up, set up. Okay, now let's get to the action. We had to get people. So if if you remember, every movie ended one way or another, and these people were here, those people were there. So how do we get Tony and and Spider Man over here? Mm-hmm. All of that setup felt kind of slow to me, but once the action started kicking, it was really good. So that my I don't think they could correct that. It's still something that I noticed that I kind of was like, uh, let's let's get to let's get to the to it. Okay, so moving from there, from we listed our worst thing. What's your favorite thing about the movie? What was your favorite interaction, favorite scene, favorite moment oh, man, of the that's, film? That's a long list, but I think in the overall, and I don't, I guess I don't want to um, get to the end yet because I know we're going to progress and get there. Mm-hmm. But the overall c- uh, completion of the movie you never see a bad guy win and they allowed that to happen in their movie and that to me was amazing because it raises the stakes kind of like what you were just talking about for the next movie so my all time favorite thing was the way they ended it because they could have did the PG-13 Disney you know let's wrap it up in a clean way and maybe Thanos will go away so he can think about things like no they did what they what what they went and they yeah. set out to do so what my, about you? My favorite, my favorite thing about the movie was probably besides Thor's entrance onto the battlefield, besides that, because, like, oh, that that was... That's that fan, was, like... Fan service that was literally... When Thor came, comes into it and legit just starts wrecking havoc, and I'm not talking about just, like, him and Rocket and them fighting. I'm talking, like, him going up into the air yeah. and says, give me Thanos, and just, r- like, raise down terror. Just the pure rage of what he was going through. He, like he leveled up on his Avengers ranking, oh, because, like, they really made fun of, like, at, like... Well, Thor, like but no, what I'm saying is, in Thor Ragnarok, they made fun of the fact that, like, Thor like Thor's lower on the thing. Like, even Captain America said, like, Iron Man's over me. Like, the Earth lost its greatest defender because Iron Man's over me. I can't fly. There are certain things I can't do because of the limitations of who I am. I, and, like, I'm talking about pow- like power rankings. And uh, Hulk was above Thor. Mm-hmm. In Ragnarok, Thor learned a new depth of his power. Mm-hmm. And then he gets this weapon. Mm-hmm. And it kind of ranks him up. Anyway, that that was epic. Like, raise your fist. Everyone cheer. Thor's yeah, here. And Thor's right going to have yeah. 100% fan service. My favorite thing, though, was Thor... Rocket and Chris Pratt being on a plane and just like hey f- hey for like an hour you guys just like just, just, just talk. talk just just rip. interact together and like like most underrated person in that little ensemble is Batista of course he is comedy gold so funny in being so bland and like that's not like who he is you can tell when you watch him do interviews and you can tell him on WWE yeah, he he's a, a charismatic person yeah, he has a personality he he the way he plays that and the way he is like. I'm the biggest person in the room, but I'm probably the worst fighter because I don't think when I fight. I yeah, just like just, ah, just and run at people. Is absolutely great, but like that ensemble of like Bradley Cooper, hit, like I I was telling um, I was telling a couple people at work like his line where he walks up and goes, "Brother died." That's annoying. Yep. Like <laughs> like it was just really freaking funny. It's really hilarious and like subtle things that they were saying like when um, when Chris Pratt's on the battlefield and he looks at Captain America and he's like, "Hey Cap," he's like. I want to introduce you to my friend, Tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they kept calling him Rabbit and Tree. Yeah, Rabbit and Tree. And it was so funny. Like, just like, sometimes in in movies that are so serious, and that's what, like, the thing that they did really well was really putting weight on this film and really giving real stakes to it and really putting, I I guess, giving the villain, like, an actual case for why he's doing things Mm -hmm. and added gravitos to the movie. Mm -hmm. It really shows Chris uh, Hemsworth's 
comedic chops in that in Bradley Cooper's and um, Batista. and Batista and even um, Chris Pratt <laughs> of being well, being Pratt, able to be funny without seeming like it's like boom funny like it's like no no this is actually just like you would make these comments and like thing and in, it's in real comedic moments. chops yeah, yeah yeah it didn't seem like they were trying too hard isn't is that called uh is it called deadpan comedy uh essentially where you're you're delivering these jokes but you're doing it without any kind of animation mm-hmm. like Matisse is like like no like he's a man like you you're like a boy it yeah. doesn't seem like he's trying to be funny he's just delivering these jokes because yeah. his character just kind of doesn't get it yeah absolutely and and that is kind of dope but uh pratt evans and uh, who else were we talking about in that little ensemble? Bradley Cooper. And Bradley Cooper. Brad, I mean, we know Bradley Cooper has comedic chops. We saw him in The Hangover. We know Pratt has him. He's been in all comedies. Chris and Hemsworth's the one that's surprising him, people. Hems- and I said Evans, but yeah, it's Hemsworth. Uh, Hemsworth has been funny. We saw him in Ghostbusters. We see him in a few films where he's actually been funny, and Thor, he delivered on that. So I don't think it's... Without goes without saying that he's actually a comedic actor. I yeah. think we can give him that. I think they should be thanking uh, Taiko Watiki. Watiki? Watiki. Taika Waititi, yeah, how do you say the director, the director of Thor Ragnarok, the director of many things that are great, but the the most recent thing they should be thanking him because he's the first person that said, "Let's cut his hair, let's stop dyeing his eyebrows blonde, and let's let him be funny. Let's let him let's let him make fun of them." Because I don't know if like he's been on, I think he's been on Saturday Night Live. I know he's been on like in movies as a comedic character, and he's Mm -hmm. actually really hilarious. So like. Hey, let's let's leverage the let's leverage the person, yeah. you know, and like stop taking Thor so serious because at certain times like you can make fun of Thor, like you can make fun of like the Asgardian god because it's kind of like tongue in cheek in who it is, you know what I mean? It's an interesting angle too because, uh, and I, I don't want to get into like DC uh, slander, mm-hmm. even though I'm all about it and you know that. Um, when you're dealing with gods and you're dealing with these mythological people, it can be kind of super serious or super cheeky mm-hmm. and somehow they found a good middle ground for Thor whereas DC hasn't seemed to find that that pacing for like your Superman your Wonder Woman's and all those godlike characters they're all super serious and there's nothing like they tried to deliver on a funny Injustice League and with Flash land. yeah with and, Flash yeah and even um um Jason Momoa uh Aquaman Aquaman they even tried to be a little funny with him like kind of give him some of you know those bro qualities that might be funny like Batista a little bit Missed. They completely missed. Yeah. Whereas uh, over here in Marvel, they, they're landing these these small small time, if you will, directors, mm-hmm. and these directors are delivering on on premises that you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think though. Well, be these funny. are the, the same guys that did Civil War, correct? Uh, the Russo brothers. Yes. yes. The, I think, yeah, they did a few of the the. Yeah, uh, they Marvel they films. definitely learned. I feel I feel like they've learned from the directors that did Black Panther and did. Thor Ragnarok because these films were all filmed around the same time like they had seen what was in production with the other two films yeah and so I definitely think that Marvel looked and goes you know what like you guys should probably look at this because the one thing that I think they absolutely listened to was the villain and let's talk like next thing let's go to the big bag ugly secret in the room which i bring up to you all the time is that marvel has a villain problem they have a they have a villain that people should give a shit about and the problem and they have a villain that makes people care problem they really corrected it with killmonger killmonger when you say problem you're saying that they haven't been delivering they haven't been delivering it yeah so no one looked at age of ultron and goes yeah, you know what? That guy's got a point. No. 
and no one looked no one even i don't remember who the villain in Thor, any of the thor movies were you don't even remember um i don't remember who the villain in any of the iron man's were, were at this point like at one point that, no no but at one point the iron man villains were just more of iron man suits <laughs> coming at him and then the, I, see, I see what you're doing the but win, I'm gonna allow the win, no yeah the winter soldier movie that was clear who that was it was clear who the villain was and i thought it was really dope that they brought back the red skull in the shadow oh yeah the, the shadow place which was dope but what i'm saying is they have none of the villains really strike you as like man that was a fundamental part it, none of them seem like the joker correct you know what i mean this was the first this killermonger was the first one that seemed like the joker where you're actually like you know what killermonger's got a point so much that he has a point where the the hero has to change something not about not a not grow a new power or get a new weapon but he has to change something in himself about an ideology yeah about an ideology yeah idea. he has to correct what he views same thing uh joker did to batman in this one they actually i felt like it was a risk to do that take back scene or the prequel scene that they did with Kamora when she was a child. Oh, yeah. And Thanos found her. Like, that was a risk. That was almost like, hey, this is just like the subplot that we're going to spend 15 to 20 minutes on. That almost, like, people could almost not, con- you could do that wrong. And people would be like, God, you just wasted 15 Five minutes, minutes yeah. right here. Yeah. <laughs> There's a brief origin story. And it, yeah. it delivered on, on building his character. So, yeah. in, in a movie that, that we've... How many movies would you say? About 15 to 20 that they funneled mm-hmm. into Infinity War? Yeah, in a movie that has gigantic stars, mm-hmm. their least important stars, in a certain point, like became the focal point. And that's what I was, I was going to say, even from a character building point of view, Thanos has had the least amount of character building out of everybody in all of these movies because he's been in like cutscenes and after credit scenes where we see him, you know, oh, Thanos is coming, we don't know what he wants. Mm-hmm. So they had to take this movie while they were messing around with all these characters and deliver on who Thanos is and why he why he matters. We find out very quickly what he wants to do, what his ideology is, how far he's willing to take it, and then to get that origin story scene that you were just talking about with Gamora as a child and her planet, it it rehashes everything I just said. It shows us what he wants to do. He's done it on this planet. It shows us how he's far he's willing to take it how he got with Gamora and what she means to him, which delivered on the next step, which we see later, how he got another one of the Infinity Stones. So it, it's really cool to see them build his character in such a small space of time while also juggling 40 characters of, of Marvel superheroes. So yeah. Thanos, Thanos was very well built, very well defined. Whereas like, take one of the villains you mentioned you didn't remember. Um, let's say the Ten Rings in uh, Iron Man 3. That was supposed to be the Merovingian. Uh, is it Merovingian? No, that's from... Uh, don't ask me. I don't remember that dude's name. It, the Merovingian was Matrix, but um, I forget his name. See, I'm forgetting his name. But he's supposed to be a major terrorist, and he's played by Ben Kingsley in that movie. And he, mm-hmm. he's blowing, He's sending suicide bombers to blow up in yes, the major Yes, Ben areas. Kingsley. I remember that terrible... Uh, the, the, the little flip. Yeah. It, that was whack. But the character he was supposed to be playing was supposed to be this majorly... Like, he's, he's Iron Man's, like nemesis and he's supposed to be way more imposing than he was Mm -hmm. we got no character building from him we got some 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 b-roll footage you know terrorist like videos of him saying why he was doing what he was doing but ultimately that character didn't matter because we didn't get what we got Mm -hmm. with thanos and that's what was so dope about thanos absolutely and the biggest thing was that they didn't do like what you would be worried when like the big bad comes down sometimes in superhero movies where you actually never see the big bad actually fight anyone. It's kind of like his minions oh. fight, and then once he loses the starts to lose the war, he leaves. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Like, Thanos enjoyed getting his hands dirty, and he enjoyed the actual fight of it. He enjoyed them fighting back. The one thing I will say that I liked what they did was they made fun of how he looks. Because, let's be honest, he looks like a big muscular purple Barney with a, with, <laughs> that is also a Balchinian from Men, like Men in Black. And they referenced it, and they made fun of it. Because, let's be honest with like comic books are in, in a certain way ridiculous. The villain like, of the Mandarin. No, okay, so that's even funnier. So, um, but comic books are ridiculous. Like the fact that space people are collecting stones mm-hmm. across the universe and a purple guy really wants them so that he can like balance the universe and he comes to earth to fight a guy who is in a super suit and when you say it like co- this. I'm saying. Like there are ridiculous things about comic books, but to add like the storyline they had and the passion that he had for the universe and the pat uh, when he, they said like what do you do if you get this and he said I'll sit back in the sunset and rest on the fact that like I, I did it. something good mm-hmm. and while none of us agree or at least none of, none of us other than probably a Trump supporter agree that this is probably the better thing to do <laughs> he really believed it and you could see his belief in it and at a certain point you're going you know what in a Darwinian sense I kind of see what he's talking about. I don't agree with it. I think he's a madman. Mm-hmm. But at least you gave me something that someone gives a shit about. And he gave and he cared. And also, they did a good job with the Kimura storyline of, honestly, because you honestly, if you didn't do that, you'd be like, why does he care so much about this girl? Like, yeah. What about her is special? But each of us, like, as an adopted kid, as someone who has adopted pets, like, you become... Like you, like things that should, things that to the world should mean nothing. You can fall, you can love them, yeah, and you can, you, they can become own. members of your family. Exactly. They can become members of who you are, and you understood that, and you, 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 I don't know. You can see where you, he's coming you can from. Relate with that. and empathize with, with what he's going through, his adopted daughter, and to have to sacrifice her in order to maintain, to, to basically. This decide. was their best, but what we were saying was this is his their best villain that they have done. In. When, since other than Killmonger, they're best when they had ever done. I think they're best villain, and Killmonger was super dope. But a part of being a villain to me is uh, if we're going to talk about stakes, mm-hmm. Thanos' stakes are way higher than what Killmonger was trying to do. Absolutely, just on the scale. Absolutely. So, where they both delivered in a similar fashion about you know establishing our ideology, the stakes there. I mean, the levels which they're go- willing to go through to to make sure it happens. But the the stakes are way higher. I mean, Thanos like zipped half the people in the universe out of existence. Mm-hmm. Killmonger at best would have ruled Earth for, yeah. for however long until Thanos got there. Thanos basically <laughs> brought the rapture, so I think leftovers might sue them, but <laughs> I, I think other than that, like I think he did a really good job um, of, of, of the villain character. So moving from the villain, and you just mentioned what he did, and for those who haven't seen the movie, uh, I apologize, but it's been a week, so hey, get over it. Spoilers don't count. After spoilers don't count after a week. He wiped out more than half of the Avengers. It, yeah. A lot of them. I think the mathematics were nine to. I'll get. I'll get. I'll get. My, I'll give you my critical point of what I would have done differently. But let's get into the. How did you feel when that happened? Man, I. It it, it was gut wrenching, if you if you will. I, I was obviously on the edge of my chair, uh, hoping that somehow these heroes pull it out because the heroes always do. And the, the the writers and directors they they really just punched me right in the stomach with with the fact that he was able to succeed. You know, mm-hmm. once, once he rewound that time and got that mind stone, I was like, oh man, it's over. 
What are they? I mean, I thought he. Then the other thing I was worried about too, and I'm sidetracking a little, little tangent. Um, Cap is my guy, and I know that he's supposed to die. So I was a little bit on the edge about that. Like I hope they give me a twist, like they did with Quicksilver, and don't kill Cap. So I was a little worried about that, and then for him to like zip half the people out of the universe, uh, it, it was gut wrenching. Mm-hmm. I, I almost couldn't breathe, if you will, like not to be dramatic, but me watching the movie, I, for, I was forgetting to breathe. Like I was just so into the moment. So this is at the end. I was up and down as people died. When T'Challa died, I didn't care. Like I, I had no emotional attachment to that. But. Because there's no way he's staying dead. I knew it. I was like, yeah, they already said there's a Black Panther too. I know he's coming back. That's, when, a, that's an unfortunate... When, when Bucky died, I, I was like, oh shit, Captain America's gay lover just died. That's a big deal. <laughs> when the one that got me, the one that I will not lie, I cried when he died was Peter Parker. When Spider-Man died and the first thing he thought of was to say i'm sorry to tony stark and then to reach out to what is his dad basically because he remember he doesn't have parents they Mm -hmm. died and he has become his father figure and he reached out and said no i don't want to go and he said i'm scared that shit hit me hard like i i read it and i as like as a a a human being that has been a child i can imagine (laughs) what i would how my dad would feel in that moment. I can imagine how my little cousin, if he ever looked at me and said that, I would feel like that was a gut wrenching scene. I teared up and I couldn't believe they did it. But second thing that I'll say, I then felt a piece about it because our boy, Benedict Cumberbatch, shake uh, freaking uh, Sherlock Holmes himself, looked at him and said, It had to be this way. And I instantly realized how calm he was through that whole fight with Thanos, mm-hmm. even though they lost, because he had seen it in fourteen million five hundred and six ways that oh. every probably every one of them ended this way. But the difference wasn't what happened right now; it's what happens after. After, exactly. yeah. So he knew I'm gonna die no matter what happens, and it, the peace that was in his eyes, I, I, it, it, it brought me back. For for me, obviously, like you said, for for being a human being who had had been a child and imagining how my dad would react to that was a bit gut-wrenching but i'm a father and i have a son i couldn't imagine like my son being essentially disintegrated away and me not being able to do anything about it so i kind of i kind of identified with tony more in that moment of helplessness mm-hmm. and i definitely teared up i didn't fully cry but i definitely it, it was it was hard to hear and as we're talking about it, i'm replaying in my head it's hard to hear that young kid cry out for help like he did in this scenario i mean these movies are pg-13 you don't expect that level of like drama Mm -hmm. and for them to have like deliver on that and immediately in the aftermath where you received your calm from what um what uh, dr strange said i more so was focused on being mad at thanos so i was i'm already i was like like fist balled up ready for the next movie to start and i i said this jokingly to um to, to a few people, if they would have filmed both movies and put them out as like a six hour like marathon thing, I would have gladly paid for two tickets and I would have gladly sat there for six hours and watched Infinity War. But they, part, they couldn't part do part it though. Because you know Ant-Man and um, Captain Marvel, something about those things is going to tie into it. Of course. I mean, there's still more to be done. But I'm just saying that the fan in me wanted to get, like, I feel the way the Avengers feel, the remaining Avengers feel, 
because of my identification in that moment of we got not only we got to get these people back like Black Panther and key people that we want back like that we become attached to. For me, it was all about Spider Man and just thinking that he couldn't have been the only kid to zip away either. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout, like we like you said, the like left, you said, the like leftovers the, version where people were kind of which we got with the after the away. credits thing. With Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, with that Rapture-style disappearance, imagine how many children in the universe are also disappeared. Like we, and I'm saying we, like we got to do something about Thanos. That's the problem. So now to my my critical part of this, and so you you guys are going to see a little glimpse of what I like when I watch a movie. This is what I was thinking. I understand. I understand what comic books are, and one of my favorite film critics had a brilliant quote that he said. For all of the adults that are watching this and saying, I wanted to see real deaths, I wanted to see real consequences, I don't want to see people to come back, remember this isn't made for us. No. We're in our, I, me and you are in our 30s. We're adults. It's made for the this kids. This is made for kids. <laughs> and So put your kid cap on and remember when you were a kid, what was a comic book for you? A comic book was a book that was explaining the world to kids mm-hmm. in a way that allowed you to digest it read it again and continue moving Mm -hmm. it explained racial undertones Mm -hmm. it explained sexuality undertones it explained um discrimination it explained like people from different walks of life coming together and joining together and accepting their differences it also was a safe place for you to tackle the biggest thing that all of us go through death and then giving you the beauty of a character being able to come back Something that can't really happen, but honestly, at twelve year, or at nine years old, you probably don't need to be learning about people dying. Yeah, it's too real when it happens in the real world at that age. But if I was if I was a filmmaker, I would have tried to play with the audience a little more. In what way? I would have because I would have killed people. I would have often not T'Challa. I would have taken his. The lead, his lead, the leader of the army, girl from Walking Dead, Nikoya. Nik- Nikoya. How do you say? Her? I would have taken her. Michelle. Instead of Cap, I would have taken Bucky. Because people are really worried about Cap dying. No, no. no instead of instead of Bucky, I would have taken Cap. That would have, I would have had to leave the theater. But okay. Instead of Spider Man, I would have taken Iron Man. Hmm. I would have taken Doctor Strange. I would have taken everyone else the same, except for characters we know are coming back. Uh, characters that uh, sequels have already been announced. It was. It's only a couple switches. I would have just left Black Panther alive. You see, you would have left the character who we know have films coming up. I want to. I want to be left thinking they might not come back. I see. Guardians of the Galaxy. I might have left Chris Pratt, and I would have. But I would have killed his whole crew. Let him deal with the pain of his mistake. Yeah, of his mistake. Yeah, let 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 the people who actually have like let the people that right now because what we can do right now for those that don't know it, there's a Black Widow movie planned that just got announced. Mm-hmm. There's um a Thor, uh, not a Thor. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy movie announced. There's a Black Panther movie announced. There's a Spider Man movie announced. We know these characters have to in some way come back. They might not be the same, but we know they're coming back. So. In that instance, it gives us a cushion to our fall. I would have played with the audience a little more. I would have had diff- I would have had higher stakes left mm-hmm. because one thing we know is Tony Stark's contracts up. We know Captain America's contracts up. We know that Bucky's contract is not. He signed like a nine movie deal. He's in this for quite a bit. He did what I would have did. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. So we know that these people have signed these things and. 
we know that at the end of the next movie, certain characters are going to be dead for real or retire for real. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about our theories on that, but that's what I would have changed. What's your opinion on that? I, it's a really interesting uh, spin because one thing I referenced way earlier, and I'm glad we were able to circle back to it, was it's, it is a bit unfortunate with Marvel's ambition. They are releasing these uh, lists of, hey, all these movies are coming out. Maybe they should play it a little closer to the chest and well, not let us know that or do what you did. It, it's not even just ambition. It's people's thirst for information. Yeah. People no longer want to be surprised. So much so that Marvel doesn't even feel like they can give real trailers anymore. If you rem- if you look at they back at filmed a lot of false scenes for this yeah they not only false scenes they edited real scenes like the one where you saw Thor put up the hammer they they took out the action can tell what was in his hand yeah, yeah the like one where Hulk's out. running on the battlefield with everyone they mm-hmm. took that they added Hulk in took out the Hulk suit yeah there were certain scenes and then then I watched a, kind of a breakdown of like scenes throughout time that, that they've been they've really been cool. doing this for a little while trying to get because people want trailers they're making these. So a lot of people blame on the studio. The, the studio is trying to trick us. No, we're so thirsty for instant gratification and kind of like lead-ins yeah. that they're like, all right, we're going to give you stuff, but we're going to lie to you. So the movie is still a surprise to you and, because and not everyone's like you. You avoid trailers. Me, I thirst do. after trailers. Yeah. I like, I love them. I, I'm a, I'm a kid that loves going to the movies. I am still, when I sit in the movie theater and I have my popcorn, I have my Coke and I have, um, M&Ms dumped into them, hmm. whether it's of my own volition or not, it happens. I get a thrill out of that, and I love watching the trailers. My favorite part is the trailers. If someone makes me miss the trailers, I'm upset. So, so clarifying a little bit, I don't. I watch the initial trailer that comes on in the movies, like the the one that comes on right before the movie. I yeah, love, I love those, and I'm I'm all for them. It's just that I don't need any more than that. Once I know, it, usually when you see a trailer, you go, "I'm there for that." Mm-hmm. You don't need any, like you don't have to market me anymore. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Don't show me anymore. Don't give me. I think Avengers released four different trailers for this yeah, movie. I'm sure Star Star Wars, the first movie they decided to do this with the new franchise was Han Solo. And they've given us two, but it, they waited till two months before the movie came out. Yeah, but I, I don't need all of that because I'm very observational and I see things and I, and I remember things like... So the tricking us aside, if we're talking about an actual trailer to a movie, I'll go, oh yeah, in the, movie, in the trailer, it was dark or they, it was red on that planet. So... Spider-Man and Iron Man obviously make it to that planet. So I'm already thinking ahead. It takes me out of the movie. That's why I avoid trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, give me the first trailer. Once I decide I'm, I'm in on it, I don't watch anything else. But uh, I'm a kid who likes movies too, man. I absolutely love what they are doing. And I, the fact that you, that they are delivering on these promises of tricking people, like you said, they took out the Iron Bust, uh, the Hulkbuster suit, added in Hulk. And, and when you watch the Avengers trailer, you see Hulk clearly in there. Hulk never showed up in the movie after getting that three-piece from... Um, from Thanos in the beginning. Let's peel, let's peel that back. Why do you think... My personal opinion on why the Hulk wouldn't come out is because the Hulk was scared yeah, for the first time in his I life. I said PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, first loss in his life. First time that anyone was able to actually... Like him losing to Thor, he was a little down. If you remember when he was in the uh, hot tub in mm-hmm. Ragnarok. He was a little down. He technically lost to Thor because uh, Thor got shot. He never actually... Because the Hulk has the mind of a child. Basically. I'm picturing a large child... And he lost a fight, and he's like, "No, I don't want to come out. I'm scared." Like, y'all deal with Thanos, and I'll come back. Essentially, is what I felt in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of cool. We got to see Banner. Um, I love Mark Ruff- Ruffalo as an actor, so I absolutely. It would be kind of cool. I, I I read a theory that they are going the route in in one of the comic series. Um, 
we get Doctor Doctor Banner and Hulk. You get a smart Hulk essentially is what you get, and mm-hmm. I hope they go that route. Where he has more of the personality of Bruce Banner, they basically start to work together. Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of fighting each other and being dumb Hulk, smart Banner, it's actually intelligent Hulk, and he makes decisions like Banner, but looks like Hulk. So mm-hmm. Hopefully, we get that. Yeah. I, so and moving on from the Hulk, let's get down to predictions. We'll start with the deaths. Who is definitely coming back? I think we talked about well, it a little bit already. The Black Panther is definitely coming back. movies are coming yeah. out have to come back. Black Panther is definitely coming back. I don't think they're going to recast T'Challa. Spider-Man is coming back. And I think he settled it in this movie. Like, Spider-Man Homecoming was a big argument for it. Mm-hmm. But there are certain people who haven't seen Spider-Man that are in our circle of friends mm-hmm. that then saw this movie. And they were like, this is the best Spider-Man yeah. ever. Like, he, no one like before the movie. before the argument was Andrew Garfield was a hell of a good Spider-Man in the Spider-Man good. suit, not as convincing as Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire is really good. Peter Parker maybe not good in the suit. Correct. This kid is good at both. both. He yep. is really good at both. He is good at being a kid. And the one thing neither of those uh, the previous two had was the jokes that Spider-Man told. He Spider-Man, if you read the comic books, is really goofy and yeah. really like he's a kid. He's a kid in high school and actually a kid in middle school in some of the comic books mm-hmm. and he's growing up and he's making kid like jokes. He's excited like magic kick, magic yeah. punch. Mag- <laughs> he 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 on, honestly at certain points Peter Parker is the audience and he's like, he's "Holy like, crap, I'm around a bunch of aliens, a magician and Iron Man. How freaking cool is this?" Remember when he first saw Bucky like, "Whoa, you have a metal arm?" like that like blew his whole entire yeah. mind, which is the same thing we thought when we saw yeah, and honestly, he when he blamed Tony Stark for the he's like, listen, all I did was I thought Web, and it, it happened. This yeah. shoot's really intuitive. So honestly, it's, really it's your it's fault. Your fault. <laughs> anyway, so I I think those two are definitely coming back. I think Doctor Strange is coming back because I don't know whether he's in the movie, but he is important. He is important strictly because of the timeline thing and for what he knows yeah. and for what he knows if he doesn't come back there's some scenarios which we'll talk about in the prediction segment after this but i think dr strange is coming back for sure and i think most of the guardians of the galaxy are coming back i i, I could see the guardians coming back i see uh, everybody you just said i, I fully agree with groot's got to come back groot has to come back listen Absolutely has. for people that don't know me groot's there dead. are a few things in tv and movies that i'm upset about Walking Dead killing the tiger. Not only did you kill the tiger, Walking Dead, you killed it in the most disrespectful way to a tiger possible, saying it's just going to sit in the pit and let things let come it, at it. Yeah. I'm upset with you, Walking Dead. <laughs> they can't kill Groot like this. We've already watched Groot die once. Yeah. Groot needs to come back. Groot, Groot Groot sacri- Groot's all about sacrifice. He even sacrificed his arm for, for uh, Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. New, new which is axe, dope. Axe which which is dope as hell. Um, yeah, I want him to come back. You know what? I honestly think everybody's going to come back. I think the the Avengers are going to do something to get the entirety of the other half of the universe back. What I, I think they're going to do, though, it's go, it's going to if they do what they can do in the comics, it's ambitious, and I'm curious to see how it works out. I'll save it though for, I, for my final thoughts. I guess. Okay. I think Gamora's dead though. Oh, I any, think anybody I think, who died died. They're dead. I think Gamora is. I, Loki, dead, Loki, and Gamora. I think are dead. I think. But I don't think this is the last we're gonna see of Loki. And I think, I think much like when uh, his dad died. Who's his dad? Uh, Odin. Odin. When Odin died, he came back and he spoke to him as like, "You need to do this." You know. Oh, I think okay. there's gonna be like a the point because Thor said, "I'm going to kill 
Thanos. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a point where he needs to summon up more of himself or remember why he's doing this. And I think we're going to see Idris Alba. I think we're going to see Loki and we're going to see Odin. And they're going to be like, finally, like, because now as guardian, yeah, yeah, and I think there's going to be a point where they're like, no, 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 you really are. You're the king of Asgard because he still says I'm a son of Odin, a prince of Asgard. Mm -hmm. They all say that. I think there's going to be a point in this movie where he's got to say, no, no, no. I'm now the only Asgardian. I am the king. I I am the king of Asgard. And I think he has to get that mantle. So I think we're going to see them again. But I agree with you. I think Loki and Gamora are dead, dead. Loki, Gamora, anybody who we saw die on screen, physical death. Is dead except for Vision. I think Vision's gonna come back. I think Vision's gonna come back too, even though Vision got hella weak in this movie. I remember, like, in. Um, That's what happens when you get a girlfriend. I, th- I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, I think Vision, whenever it was in uh, Age of Ultron, he was like, uh oh, the poison pill. He's able to wipe out everything. All he's gotta do is use his head jewel. Mm-hmm. Like, all he's gotta do is, like, use his medallion and he can kill everyone. And. He used it one time. It got fired back on him, and I know he was like messed up because he got stabbed, well, he stabbed and he was dying. Yeah. But even Thor overall, was weak in Avengers when he got stabbed, overall he was pretty weak. I, I yeah, I think that was intentional because he he was he was an Infinity Stone, so we had to know that he was weak and ailing, and that other. If you noticed or not, that there was a lot of um, sacrifice themology, if you will, throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, Very similar to Star Wars' last movie, where they kind of messed with um, the black kid that, that they messed with him saying, like, you're a coward if it, you won't give up your life for the cause. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like, why yes. would I die for this? Why uh, would I die Finn, for this? Finn. Finn. Finn, Finn, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just saying that you got to either die for the cause or in this movie, I was seeing a lot of, in this situation, kill me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gamora asked um, Star Lord to kill her, and Vision asked. Um, Black, not Black Widow, Red, Scarlet Witch to kill him. And in those moments, like, don't let him get the stone. Do what you have to do to kill me. And that themology was kind of cool. And I think he needed to be in a weakened position for that mm-hmm. to happen. Otherwise, we would have got a fully, fully strong uh, vision on a battlefield just wiping out those little battle monsters or whatever they were. So, moving from that, so th- is that the only person people you think are really dead? Yeah, I think uh, I think all the people who died on screen are dead, and I think anybody who disappeared is going to come back. Vision's the only uh, exception. I think Vision's going to come back. Okay. I think whatever Shuri was doing is going to work. Okay. Okay. I get, I'll I'll agree with that. That a portion of him comes back. So moving, we can edit yeah, that out, right? Yeah. Minutes. So moving from our predictions on who's dead and who's not. Predictions moving forward. One, I think we, I, I think we can agree that the people that disintegrated are going to come back for the most part, if not for the full part. I really think the text to Captain Marvel is so huge. People don't, people are under underrating it. I think some people are like, "Oh, this is a whack thing. It didn't connect it. Whatever." Captain Marvel is being filmed in ni- the setting of this movie is in 1992. Mm-hmm. It's in the mid early 90s. And I think that that text to her is because it was on a, it wasn't a text it was a beeper it was a pager yeah, pager it was a pager. was a pager he sent her a page so that to me symbolizes it will she will get it at the end or in the second scene at the end of the credits I think that Captain Marvel her power that they're leaving in is that she still has the power of a black hole mm-hmm. I think that that is very important to one to tie into the Infinity Infinity War to bring her into it but to also hopefully 
be able to connect us. I'm interested to see how to get from so I'm interested to see how to get from '92 to uh, are we in 2018? Yeah, I, I think what I've read so far is that that's going to be a, another uh, d- dive into Thanos, if you will, mm-hmm. because uh, she, I guess she's going to face off against him in some way, shape, or form. Um, then, because he even says it, uh, I, 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 what he said, um, I didn't face my destiny once. I, I basically, like, I messed up once, and I'm not going to do it again. And I think he's referencing whatever happens in this Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And that Captain Marvel is actually in the comics. She's able to survive in space, too. She, she's able to survive in space. She actually gets the powers of Adam Warlock, who they reference at the end of Guardians 2. Uh, no, she gets the powers of Marvel. Marvel, but His what, name what is I was going to say is that Warlock actually has the power that she needs to defeat Thanos, and actually Warlock does. And since he doesn't exist, they, they're saying that it might be Captain Marvel. So mm-hmm. I'm interested, very, very interested to see where that goes because it's going to play major into the, to part two of this my, The other thing that I thought, my other prediction is, so th- there's real deaths that are going to happen in this. There's certain people that need to kill off because of contract. There's certain people like to get off. Just because, or deaths. Just because strictly for new blood that mm-hmm. it needs to happen as far as like pruning the characters. pruning the characters because mm-hmm. let's not forget tony stark is in his 10th year is doing this and he's been done for six of them yeah he yeah and he they basically allowed him to do this whole movie in athleisure mm-hmm. and he was either in a reebok jumpsuit or he was in a green screen where he was pretty much doing that the same way that the lion king cast is doing most yeah, of their making characters a lot of money doing making it. a lot of money doing it i think that you know the what's the game like like Mary fuck kill. <laughs> I think that Cap is getting killed. I think Captain America is going to die. I think that Captain America is eventually going to have to look at probably Tony Stark or probably Bucky and be like, I need you to kill me to win this. And I think that's where the sacrifice thing is tying into because eventually someone's going to have to sacrifice someone and it's not going to be questioned. It's just going to happen because they've now realized like all these people died. We got them back. I think that pulling from a dc thing because if you don't know me i'm a dc guy marvel's marvel is mike's thing yeah i think that tony stark gets the honorary uh old man batman role okay and i think that he retires handles hands his mantle to someone else and he kind of becomes like like the nick fury of the thing like watching over everyone building suits for people making sure things happen but i think he's a retired thing but a character that they i think i think that he can't die because i think they honestly need him for spider-man in a way yeah he's he's uh he's his mentor yeah yeah uh if he fell to a coaching role i would be perfectly fine with that and i think the actor would be too mm-hmm. where he can because you notice sam l hasn't fully been in any movie since the first avengers yeah so he kind of pops in and out they do these little credit scenes these little uh what was it an ultron he kind of showed up in a little shed mm-hmm. i think uh tony stark uh robert downey is going to fall into that role too and I, i'll be fine with that yeah i, I completely agree to, to have another man come up if you will because we've seen that the iron suits work with anybody peppers worn one the hulk wore one now and um roadie has mm-hmm. has worn one for the longest so he could program to work with anybody and, and it'd be cool to see somebody else take up that role and because it was really nailed in our heads this time that it's time for him to retire like yeah pepper says it other people say it Get off the ship. This isn't your job he anymore. Never really wanted to do this anyway. And the it. antithesis of that is Captain America. He can't quit. He'll he'll what never else? retire until you what kill else him. Will there be for him to do? Yeah, and I think that <laughs> the only the I think the only way you get him out of this is death. is death. And it's hard to say, but 
I think that's the only way you get him out of it. Cap's my guy. You know, I'm, I'm a, I've been a Cap fan since a kid. He's the leader. He's the guy who thinks, the strategist. Uh, if he has to die to make the movie, of course, I'm here for it. Uh, even if he doesn't die, I think he's going to take a retirement role somehow, disappear, try to live his life, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the comics, that's what happens, and there's tons of other... Uh, Bucky takes up the mantle as Captain America. So there's a lot that they could play with and a lot that they could do here. If they kill him, it would be more meaningful. Kind of give him his uh, purple heart, if you will, or something, mm-hmm. and, and and get Chris Evans out of here. So and because he's never going to do what the Accord wanted him to do, which is... No, he's never going to agree with that. Mm-mm. Even though Bucky's good now, apparently, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah, Cap, Cap's not with that. Yeah, He's and- not with that. And he probably shouldn't be. I think that's the one thing that you're looking at. Like, even um, War Machine looked at, Don Cheeto was like, yeah, I'm not going to second guess this either. And he well, wasn't he, agreeing with him. He was saying, yeah, yeah like, he, he's like, I'm done agreeing with you guys. Mm-hmm. But I think the next movie, I also think that the Ant-Man thing is going to somehow tie in. I don't think it's going to tie in directly like people are thinking it's going to. I just think in somehow in the quantum space that they're going to delve into with the new Ant-Man and Wasp, they're going to be in the next movie. The Ant-Man was cool because even though it was one of those filler movies kind of introducing us to a new character, um, Ant-Man was cool in that they get a lot into the science of mm-hmm. it all. And one thing that we, we're learning here, that the combination of magic, science, and all that, you know, Asgardian magic and all this stuff kind of coming together, I want to hear more about the science side of what Ant-Man can and can't do. Yeah. He can get bigger, he can get smaller. What does that mean? Can he mm-hmm. go inside of Thanos? I don't know. Like... I want to explore more about yeah. the sciencey side, and I hope they bring back um, what's the actor's name? Hey, uh, he was he was the Ant Man before Ant Man. Oh yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I hope they bring him back again because he's actually the scientist. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd be looking forward to seeing what they play around with the movies leading up to part. Yeah, two. and so the last thing that I want to talk about is future predictions. So they announced the, um, and this will be our last thing before we tie off the, the Black Widow movie that's been announced. Fox. And Marvel are almost done with their merger. It's still, I think it's actually almost been finalized. Hmm. But what I, w- I was reading some information that basically when they made Civil War, there was three plots that they worked on. They worked on it for months. There was a plot if they had Spider-Man. There was a plot if they got the full Fox-Sony lineup, mm-hmm. which is Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Deadpool. X-Men, everything. Yeah. everything. Then there was one if they got none of them. Turned out that they got Spider-Man. So they worked that. Now they're, now they're working Spider-Man in, and they've been able to do what they wanted to do with it. But they still had those other storylines. Past Infinity, past Infinity War, there is a war room that is working if we get the keys to the kingdom, if we just keep Spider-Man, or if we lose everything again. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really, really dope. Because I think there's a war... Like, past this, I think they're really committing to this intergalactic thing. They really like... I think that Marvel is... There's only so many times you can blow up New York. Yeah. And I think they want to move to other galaxies, I think other space-time continuums, planets. We got five planets other movie. time periods. I think they want to do that. And to do that, they really need more than the X-Men. I don't think the X-Men and Deadpool really have to be here because I think they've already announced the Dark some Dark Phoenix, which is in production for X-Men. But they need they need specifically Fantastic Four. Yeah, because they were the space travel. Yes, and because of villain that comes in with a, with Silver Surfer, and there's that's a big bad, bigger than Thanos. Talk about Doom or somebody else? No, no, no. The remember that they did a quick the movie War of World guy. The yeah, Galaxy Devourer. Yeah, that guy. I think that they need to do that 
I think that the Fox merger is really hinging on that. But also, they could lose Spider-Man because they only got Spider-Man for like four movies, yeah, and they, they're using or four or five movies, and they're using it up on the sequel and in both Infinity Wars. I hope they get to keep him because I think Tom Holland could really grow with the role. But they could also throw it over to use a Black Spider-Man, which they're kind of hinting at with the cartoons. Yeah, they they, they already have two other Spider-Man movies in production. Um, Sony has one, and it looks the same as the other two Sony ones mm-hmm. with uh, the kid from uh, Maze Runner. Mm-hmm. Eh, I'm not excited about it. It literally looks like the other two. Like Sony, we get it. Y'all have products. Stop trying to plug it. Make yeah. it a good movie. And then they have one that's going to do the uh, multiverse theory. Mm-hmm. There's um, multiple Spider-Mans. Where there's multiple Spider-Mans in the same universe. But that brings me to this. Marvel has always played around with this multiverse theory. And this brings me to what I said earlier. I was going to bring it back now. So here you go. Um, one of my predictions is that they half the people in the world don't exist. And in another verse, like say another, like the mirror verse to the 616 universe, mm-hmm. uh, the other half of the opposite people it disappear. And somehow they're going to combine the two universes to make one whole universe. Okay. I think that's what's going to happen. Okay. I'd be interested. To see. That's a great predict. That's honestly, I haven't heard of that I, or haven't seen that pitch. I, re- I when I was I was doing some reading and research and I it, it's a and remember I said it's ambitious it's mm-hmm. completely ambitious to think that because remember um, Doctor Selvig wrote on his whiteboard six one six universe so they're acknowledging there's multiple multiple universes so Thanos could have did this in another universe and they've done it in video games where they combined these universes before so it'd be interesting to see it's super ambitious and I don't know if they could do and it, maybe but. there's a universe where the X Men are big and the Avengers aren't so when you bring them over it, they kind of have to clash and it. They, there has to be like a reordering of yeah. events and even if they still have to give those deaths Iron Man has to take a, a retirement if Cap has to die if Vision dies if Black, you know Black Panther dies in this world but he's still Chadwick Boseman in another one mm-hmm. maybe he comes in maybe there's a dark universe I don't know I'm just just throwing stuff out there they got a lot that they could play with because the comics do a lot with these universes yeah, yeah absolutely and it's time for the movies to start getting into kind of like what you were saying they so many, so many times we could blow up New York. We just kind of dealt with Wakanda getting attacked, and Earth's kind of played out now. Let's go away from there and yeah. see what else is out there. Absolutely. And I think that what you pitched is pretty awesome. I'm, I am I think it would be a, a, a big leap for them, and I think it would be good for them to try something like that. Uh, I'm really pumped for the Captain Marvel movie. I think I think that, that, that a lot. yeah, and I'm also pumped for Brie Larson to do it because she's such a good actress, mm-hmm. and you know she's a freaking Academy Award winning actress. But I, she's also really attractive. I, I think sure I, you're yeah, wrong. yeah, <laughs> and so I'm I'm pumped for that. I'm also excited for Ant Man because I think Ant Man's just a good. I think it's a breath of fresh air that we needed. I we're hope gonna it's still funny we're, too. Yeah, no, I think that it's gonna be strictly funny. I don't think it's gonna. I don't even think they're gonna mention it in the movie. What's happened? I think it's gonna happen before this. Okay. I think it's gonna happen in the period between Civil War and. Uh, Infinity War. Okay. Uh, so I don't think it'll mention it, but I think in the end it will. I think at the end of the movie, the like after credit, the post credit scene. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's going to be something they saw. Mike Pena's in there. I don't care if Ti's there or not. Mike Pena needs to be in there with so, those with those funny cutscenes. Like yo, I know this person who knows that. Like that whole yeah. thing. I hope they bring that back. So I think that's big. I think that it's also really cool that they're giving Black Widow her own movie because the one thing I'm that surprised by as it. the well as Infinity War has made the universe much bigger. I think it's really dope to give basically the Marvel's Born Supremacy movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is yeah, it's like let's do a Born franchise and then use this chick. And I think it's movie. and it's gonna be dope because she is a strong woman. She doesn't have superpowers and somehow she's, she's wiping people out. She's, she's wiping aliens out. She's doing good. She's holding her own. So I think it's really dope overall. As you can tell, we're 
really excited about the movie, and I know Mike is surprised that I'm as excited about I this movie as I am because I'm I've been talking about it nonstop. I bought cologne the other day, and it comes with this big gold. It comes with this big gold cube, and I was like, "Here's my Infinity Stone. Let me check out." And I was messing with the messing with people about it. So really pumped about it so we decided to dedicate a whole episode of the nightcap to it no five things you need to know actually all five things you need to know are you probably need to go see this movie and you get prepped also they definitely bogarted a whole weekend from star wars which is coming up for my birthday which is on saturday may the 5th and it was may the 4th which star i think wars star wars wanted to release on that day but yeah. avengers came out before they knew they wouldn't get as many people in the seats so Get excited. Go see the movie. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Maybe you have some other theories about the Avengers and some other theories about this movie and what direction it could go. I'd love to hear it. I'm sure Mike would too. Indeed. Thank you, Mike, for coming on the yeah, show. Thanks for having me. As always, check out the Pour Up podcast. We have new episodes up. We have Cat. We have uh, Sammy Cakes episode which just posted. We also have a new episode that we're about to record as soon as we're done with this one. So, like, listen, follow the vision. 